Once upon a time, there was a land called America. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I am in no attitude to really be preaching y'all today. I'm just be honest with you. And uh, I want to share with you, I, I don't want to be a downer unless you voted for Biden. And I hope you're so down you can't stand yourself. Uh, I have said from this pulpit for two, week, two or three weeks, I believe Trump will win, but it'll be stolen from him. And uh, I know there's still more counting going on. Folks, here, here's the deal. It's not Democrat, Republican. That's not the, that's not the issue. Though I believe that uh, the Democrat Party is, is divided, that the, the Democrat Party of your moms and dads is not the Democrat Party today. In fact, they call themselves the Socialist Democrat Party now. The problem is, well, let me give you an example. This morning I was watching uh, WJHL News and uh, they were interviewing people who voted for Biden and a uh, fellow who voted for Trump. They had one lesbian voting for Biden. They had the head of the local Democratic Party who obviously swings that way. Then they had the, the Trump guy who was a family man, had his children with him. I think that pretty well shows you. You think about this. Here's where I'm just sharing with you what I'm my thinking. If you were, and I, now follow me on this. I don't care where you believe on politics, but just just follow me on this. If a pedophile was forced to vote, do you think he would vote for Biden or for Trump? If you were a convict in prison and you said you've got to vote, do you think he'd vote for Biden or for Trump? See, you don't even have to think about these things, do you? If you were anti-American and wanted to see the United States crumble and fall and be taken over by socialist and communists, would you vote for Biden or Trump? If you lived in Beijing or Tiananmen Square, would you have rejoiced for Biden this week or for Trump? Biden. Now, some of you, when I said uh, Tenement Square, you thought I was talking about a place down here in Bowman Town, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right away, in fact, Matsuki thing is written by William Barkley this morning that the condition, the spiritual condition, I'll paraphrase this of a people is not left with in regards to the personality individual, but in reflection of the political stance of a group. And that scares me to death about the United States. My sister Donna sent me a message about two nights back. She said, brother, why would God allow someone like that? And the man's been proven. He's been a plagiarist. I'm talking about Biden has been plagiarist. Y'all remember all the times these women come forward. I mean, pictures of him kissing on all these, even little kids and such like that, and even still talking about how he like, hello? All right, Biden, what'd you do? <laughs> hello? Ain't no, get me up. I'm going to shoot somebody. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
get the DNC in here, I'm ready. I will not be stopped. Oh, no, Brandy's going to go get some batteries. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get the batteries anyway. It's going. Yeah, they're going. Uh, here, Bernie's got your back up there. Oh. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Don't forget if you were dead, who would you vote for? Huh? Don't forget if you were dead, who would you vote for? Hello, check one. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, but we got a backup there for. Keep this one handy up here. Yeah. Keep that one handy. Yeah, and uh, if you were dead, who would you vote for? That right, Mike? Uh, it just—I it, it, mean, think about this. Just—and you may disagree with me, and, and I really don't care. Seriously, I mean that seriously. It's free, free uh, country, and freedom of speech, and uh, for now. For now. oh, for now. I'm sorry. I thought you can't. I thought you were saying Benel. Benel. So that's a, that's a Florida. Let's go to Florida. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I'm just sharing with you things that's going through my mind. Probably the same things going through your mind. I want to share with you what the, what the scripture says. Why, why in the name of sanity? He said, I want to raise your taxes. I want to tear down your borders. I, I, I want to make mandatory uh, the mass situation, which means closing down churches is what they're wanting to do. And using the COVID thing for excuse to do so. You realize that, don't you? That's how they're going to attack the church. You're going to see your gas prices go up. You're going to see uh, Iran, just watch what Iran's going to do now. Because they don't have a, a man in the office. They got a dementia patient in the office. In fact, watch how long that dementia patient stays in the office before a woman takes over. That's who they voted for whether they realize it or not. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with the people that would see and know all those things? Are they one? Ignorance means a lack of knowledge. Are they just ignorant? Perhaps, perhaps there's you know, older elderly people who have always voted straight party but don't really realize what's going on. You know, that's, that's understandable. But how can a person know these things you see, I, I got this weird belief. I, I don't know that hardly anybody voted for Biden. I think they just hated Trump that bad. And, and we're, my dad used to have a saying because of temper issues. He said, son, don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Y'all ever heard that? Don't cut your nose off. And that's what these idiots have done. That's what they've done. Now, my old carnal nature is what led me to come to the Lord. Um, I literally got scared of me. 
before I became a Christian. I, I mean this. Linda knows. I got scared of me, didn't I, man? I used to tell you when I flip out, take the baby, cut across the field, go to Mrs. Potter. She's an elderly lady there. Call the police. Tell them to do whatever they got to do to stop me because I, I had already tried to shoot that one guy in the truck. If she hadn't screamed, I'd have shot him. I'd have been in penitentiary today. Larry Knight up there, I was going out the door with a gun to shoot this guy, and he blocked the door and wouldn't let me out. Two people here today uh, have kept me from spending my life in the penitentiary, literally. Uh, and I realized, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. You need help. And it took me a year of looking and searching Till I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and the peace that God can give, the joy that God can give, the surrender and the freedom that God can give. But this week, I have literally, uh, at night walking the floor, did you hear me up the last couple of nights at 12 o'clock downstairs in the refrigerator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta find some soulless, don't you? <laughs> I went to Ingles the other day, they had them slide me a pound and a half of honey ham, and I've been rolling it up, eating it. It won't stay lit, but nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some peace. And uh, I just, uh, it's literally, literally been a real battle for me. I know it has for a lot of people, but I'm telling you, the, the thoughts that's going through my mind, uh, the houses I've gone by that's had biting signs that I remember where they You wouldn't believe some of the horrible... And I've been battling. I want you to share with you what God's laid on my heart. Turn to Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 20. Philippians chapter 3. Here's, here's what I'm going through. Because I love the Lord. I believe His Word. And I know that... Uh, it's like I told my sister, Dawn, I texted her back. I said, there's two main reasons God allowed this. First off, we may be in the middle of the tribulation, three and a half years, and the evil part, the attacks is ready to start. Or the Church of Christ has grown stronger and purer under tribulation, and this may be God's way of thinning out those the weak from the chaff before he returns. Here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, for our conversation, and literally our citizenship, is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's have just a word of prayer. Father, again, in the name of Jesus, we come to your presence. Please, God, not our will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It's like Rita said here a little while ago, Vengeance is mine, say the Lord, I will repay. Now, turn over here to Romans 13. Romans 13. I, I'm, I'm showing you all. What, uh, what the Lord's been laying on my heart, because if you've been as I read as I have, uh, see, I believe this is the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And, and I, I've been praying to God, please, please, your Word says in John 14, you'll bring all things to my remembrance that you have taught me. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end is the way of death. And so, as long as we live, we're going to be battling carnality, and spirituality. Now here's, here's this is going to, and reading this, uh, sometimes, I'm not saying you don't wish he's a Christian,
But she's saying be, you realize being a Christian is really hard when you need to do what Jesus wants you to do. Amen? Amen. Here in Romans 13, starting with the first verse. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. So God's word tells us right then that he puts in charge the leadership that he wants put in charge. Now, now hold on to this. And we are to be subject to that. Now when Paul wrote this, he was a Roman citizen. And he had protection. Do you remember? He had protection. Time and again when he was brought to trial, he would say, uh, you can't do that to me because I'm a Roman citizen. Remember? Reading the word of God. And so they, they couldn't do certain things to him because he's a Roman citizen. So in one sense, he's saying, hey, look, uh, I, I'm a Roman citizen. This has worked out to my benefit. So you have to remember the time it was written and to who he's writing to. He's writing to the church of Rome. However, we are to be subject to the higher powers until Acts chapter 5 verse 29 kicks in. And it says, we ought to obey God rather than man. So as long as the government don't interfere with our Christian liberty and our Christian faith and our Christian worship, uh, we got to remember our citizenship's in heaven. Remember that. If you're saved, our citizenship is in heaven. In fact, in God's word tells us in 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 7, God's word tells us that we're supposed to be a good soldier in Christ. And a good soldier in Christ does not entangle, entangle himself with the affairs of this world. In other words, you see, we understand scripture by looking at all of it in context. We are citizens, our citizenship's in heaven. That's our first and foremost allegiance. Amen? Amen? We may be members in the United States of America, but our citizenship and our first allegiance is in God Almighty and in heaven. We are, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we are ambassadors for the Lord. We are ambassadors here in this world on behalf of the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12 tells us that we are sojourners. We are strangers here in this land. We are aliens. I'm not talking about illegals. I'm talking about our membership is in heaven and we are placed here as a good soldier in Christ. And we have to remember, this is my father's world. And he may have set, if indeed, the, even after the counting of the votes and everything, if Biden is president, it defies logic it defies rationality. It defies Christian consciousness. And so we can only, only deduce one thing. That God has raised him up just like we, we see in God's holy word in Romans chapter 9. God's word says he raised Pharaoh up just for one purpose. To show the mightiness of God. 
you see. So at no time, no time did, because we were Christians, did God allow us to entertain the thought that uh, everything's going to be a, a Disneyland or a Rose Garden. In fact, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And at a time again, you look in the Old Testament, there would there'd be the king of Babylon who would take the people, the ten tribes, not all twelve, into captivity. And so we have to realize that through history, because of God's ultimate will, is why he has even allowed evil men to be as evil as they can. He has allowed. Now there's a difference between allowing and causing. He has allowed. But all to bring about his perfect and his glorious will. You see, in John chapter 16, verse 33, God's word says, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So, and, and trust me, I, I texted a high school buddy of mine a while ago, I said, I have never fought being a redneck as much as I have here lately. And I told Matt, I said, look, God's word says a man who doesn't take care or provide for his family is worse than an infidel. And I can tell you this, you may read in the upcoming future, local pastor putting the pokey. Uh, because they come and try to take my guns, they better bring some extra body bags with them. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not advocating anything here, but it's my responsibility to take care of my family. And in a socialist government, they want your allegiance to be to the government. They want your dependence to be on the government. They want everything, your, your thoughts, your living, your food you put in your mouth, your hospital care and everything to be provided in some shape, form, or fashion by the government. That's called communism. Therefore, I obey God rather than man. I don't want to hurt nobody in no way. Not even hurt somebody's feelings. I don't even, and I, Lord's wore me out here in the last few years of bringing back to mind stupid things I've said, angry things I've said, hurt people's feelings with, with, without realizing it. And uh, I go around all the time saying, forgive me, Lord, I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. Forgive me, Lord. Done some stupid things in my life, and I'll probably be honest with you, do some more stupid things. Amen, Lynn? Amen. Well, I knew she was dying to back that one up. But when we look in God's Word right now, God's Word is, the Lord is saying, stand down. Stand down. It's my world. I will do with it what I want to do with it, and who are you to question my motives? You see, there's, that's where my faith is right now. I know what Vic Young wants to do. I know what I want to do and what scares me to know if I yield to that anger, to that, if I yield, if I don't battle that anger, I, I, I know I, I can be crazy. I mean, we're all crazy outside the world. But I always have to remember, and this is different between sanity and insanity. Sanity is, and you've heard me teach this before, if sanity and insanity is on a, a scale that zero would be insanity and 10 would be perfect sanity, your spirituality is basically where you'll be on that scale. In other words, the closer you get to the Lord, the more sane you are. 
That's why I realize that God's word says the majority of people will not seek him and the majority of people will go to hell. So we as Christians who, who want to fight against, if the only issue was the fact of killing a baby the day before it's born or while it's in the birth canal or the day after, there's no vote in that. How did we ever get to such horrific attitude to even consider and even be able to say such a thing? But like the governor of Virginia, he said, yeah, let's, we'll put it in a room over by itself if you actually don't want that one until it dies. The governor of Virginia said, check it out. Don't take my word for it. That's murder. It's murder. You know, it makes you wonder sometimes if somebody were to take out somebody who believed in that, could you go to court and say, I just saw a call it postpartum abortion? <laughs> what would be the difference? It's one day or 2,000 days. I'm just, you see, that's why the liberal is, has their sanity is like Swiss cheese. A lot don't mean nothing to them. Therefore, you have death panels that say, okay, when you, when you get uh, Vic's age there, if you're not profitable to the community anything more, the ultimate thing would be we need to cut back on medication for him because younger people who are healthier and can contribute more need it worse. It's already happening in some areas in some ways. And so what we have to realize is this is God's world. And God's word is telling his children, you just cool. All things, not just the pleasant things, not just the things we like. All things work together for good to those who love God and who are the called according to His purpose. Because when I watch this, it doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to you? It's the craziest thing. I mean, I know 2020 has been a crazy year, but it's, it's really whacked out. And I, if you've been watching the news, I mean, they, they are liberals who have worked feverishly within the last three years, particularly within the last year, before the vote to change areas, to change, to, to make the ability to just, just send out uh, uh, voting uh, um, ballots. Thank you. The, all that wasn't, that's not the way it's been. And now they're considering stacking the Supreme Court. If they take over the Senate, they will stack the Supreme Court. You have not seen such ungodliness since the time of a Roman Caesar. If you're for every lily-livered liberal thing, if you're for every kind of aberration of what is normal, what is godly, then you're going to have a high old time. And I hope everyone who voted for that gets exactly what they deserve. I hope you get what you deserve and the consequences of it. But if you've got any sense, you better turn to the Lord. You better turn to the Word of God. So right now, in old Vic Young, I haven't hardly been sleeping. I, I've just, I, because I'm battling, I'm walking the floor, and I have to quote Scripture. The Holy Spirit brings Scripture up to me. He says, look, you just need to cool it. I'm doing a work here that you don't know nothing about. You think you know, but you don't know what I'm doing. Only thing that you're responsible of is to keep your eyes on me you, as long as you walk on the water, you keep your eyes on me. You start looking around for consequences, you're going to sink. 
And so in this situation, people, I know many of us are angry beyond words. And I think the main thing is, uh, you know, there's 71 million people that they know voted for Trump. 71 million people who said, look, <clears throat> the logical, rational thing to do is somebody who has helped our economy, who has uh, done the things he's promised he's going to do, but yet say, no, I don't want that. I, I want chaos and socialism and liberalism and every aberration possible. I want, to decide, I want the wishes of the Black Lives Matter. And do, you, do you realize that in New York City and even around Washington, D.C., because they didn't know how the, the election was going to go, they put up plywood barriers and everything in the world. Do you know they took them down last night? Why? Because they knew they can serve us. They didn't have anything to worry about. But if you're some kind of violent freak, we were scared. They were scared to death. Something's going to happen. That within itself ought to tell you the ideology and the rationality between these two groups. Now Biden comes on TV and says, we just now got to all get along. We just, we're going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Well, I, I, I know he's not watching, but if he is, I'd say, hold your breath, man. That ain't going to happen. I have no use for you. You are the people that follow you who want that because it is the antithesis of Christianity. It's the antithesis of what the Bible says. It's the antithesis of democracy. It is the antithesis of a civilized nation. And so I have no use for that worldview whatsoever. Now, you may say, hey, I come to church today because I've been listening to this all week. And I'll be honest with you, I've been ticked off at Fox News. I can't believe how liberal they're sliding. By the way, there's another channel called uh, One America News, I think it's called, another called Newsmax, that you don't have to, uh, uh, just amazes me. When, when you start on that liberal road, it is a slippery slope. Folks, I tell you, uh, two minutes. Okay, now this, the sign you just gave me in England means something other than peace. Okay, you, you turn your hand that way for peace, okay? <laughs> See, we're a family here. I know people probably, if you're visiting here, you say, I ain't never been to the church where the pastor talks to us like this. We're a family, and I'm sharing with you, and I always have done this ever since I've pastored. I've had so many people say, you, you get too personal. I, I probably do. But I want you to know that your pastor is really battling this. And I want to do what the Lord wants me to do, no matter what my carnal nature wants me to do. You see, that's the difference between faith and not faith. So I just have to trust the Lord and, and, and follow uh, the law. I mean, that's another thing. That's another thing. They're wanting to defund the police. Who are they going to call? I knew y'all was going to do that. I knew if I, if I was a betting man, I knew y'all say Ghostbusters. I knew it. I heard it. I knew it, didn't you? As soon as I said, who are you going to call? Huh? What'd she say? She called the church. She called the church. Good luck getting through here. If I need Linda, I got a better chance to call Walmart and have her a page. Huh? You don't shop at Walmart. 
You done with Walmart? Well, I ain't much for some things I need. Anyway, <laughs> folks, I'm just trying to tell you, uh, this is a real trying time for the Church of Jesus Christ. It is a real trying time for people who love the Lord and believe the Bible. If you don't believe the Bible, chances are you didn't you didn't vote for Trump, just to be honest with you. But if you believe the Bible and believe the things that make for the family, make, make for sound judgment, I mean, under other administrations, and, and I'm not saying, I've heard people tell me, say, yeah, but his language is bad and all that. I didn't vote him to be my pastor. I vote him to be the best businessman in the government that we could have. I didn't even vote for a politician when I voted for him, praise God. And so I, I think we need to realize that uh, this is my father's world. There's no him. This is my father's world. I'm only passing through. Remember that song, Linda, oh him? Wish I knew all the words. I'd sing it, but I don't. That's about all I remember. <laughs> but, uh, so people, I'm just telling you, just take a deep breath. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust him that he's going to make his. Now, there's going to be a lot of people. God's word tells us in 2 Thessalonians, that there's going to be a lot of falling away. I think, again, that's what I told my sister Donna. I said, in persecution, the church grows stronger and purer, but then also it eliminates the wheat from the chaff. That's sort of like it happened in Irwin, by the way. It's happened a lot of places. These two guys coming to a church meeting with balaclava on and guns and said, if you are not a Christian, you can leave. And most of the auditorium left. If you're a Christian, they said, uh, you, you're going to die. And then when they took the balaclava off, it was actually a couple of deacons in the church that just wanted to see who was really the Lord's doing. Do you love the Lord enough to die for him? Do you love the Lord enough to fight against the persecution? You see, that's what you got to say. How strong is your faith? How much is Jesus the Lord of your life? I know he's Lord of my life. And it's because of that Lordship that keeps me from doing. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, God's word says, the love of God constrains me. Did you catch that? The love of God constrains me. In other words, the Holy Spirit keeps us from being as stupid and wicked as we have the potential of being. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Wait and see. And whatever it is, just realize there's no power that comes to the forefront except what God will allow. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's stand if you would please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your presence. Lord, it's very difficult for we, your children. It's very heavy-hearted that we come into your presence, but grant us the grace to realize that we need to realize that the vengeance is yours, you shall repay. That this is your world, and all things work together for your purpose, and that we are to have a humbled heart, we are to be yielded in our desires to your desire, we're to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. Father, I pray if anyone here this morning doesn't know you as the Lord and the Savior of their life, that they pray this prayer I'm about to pray. Dear Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I receive you as my Lord and my God and my personal Savior. Holy Spirit, please fill me to overflowing. Thank you for saving me. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please come to the front of the church so we can indeed pray with you. said you, call me or talk to me about it. And if I said anything in error, uh, and you can show me where it is, uh, I'll be happy to make a comment of apology for something that I've said wrong. But uh, I, uh, I just trust that uh, to think that the America I grew up in, my grandkids may not have. And I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to make sure they at least have the values that this nation was founded upon. But I've got to trust Jesus. I've got to trust him in all of this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your presence. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the freedom we have to assemble. Let us be able to keep that. Let us indeed rather to obey God rather than man. Let us indeed trust you with this your world. Keep us from going out and coming in and bring us back safely at the point of time. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless America. Be careful and come ride with us.